Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You have turned into Ministry in the Marketplace, brought to you by C12 Tampa Bay. I am your host, Ross Harrop, local C12 chairman here in Tampa Bay, sitting in for my friend Jim Brangerberg, as I do on the first Friday of each and every month. This show features the C12 group, our marketplace movement, and showcases the faith and business aspects of our local C12 members and our impact on marketplace ministry across Tampa Bay and America. It's exciting to highlight local C12 group members and their kingdom companies who apply the very principles and concepts that Jim talks about each day on his I Work For Him shows. And my hope is that you will be able to take action on an idea that we talk about today or as you listen to one of our podcasts. Many thanks to Jose Cruz, who's engineering the show today and taking your calls. Check out the latest of the IWorkForHim.com website programming. And while you're out there, please, please prayerfully consider joining Jim, Martha, and the I Work For Him Nation. Start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day, and you will be amazed at how you and they will be changed. Remember, you and I may be the only Jesus that our co-workers and employees may ever meet. And I, Jose, continue to have my sign covenant above my desk as a personal reminder to, uh, to pray for those that I'm working alongside of. And, uh, and I thank you for uh, what you're doing today, keeping me on the straight and narrow. You are very welcome. And the uh, C12 group uh, movement across the uh, country, our motto is that we build great businesses for a greater purpose. And so I'm glad that you have joined us on this first Friday of March as we focus on ministry in the marketplace and concepts that you can use in your business. So let me tell you about my special guest today. Dean Burnside is... I think it's been about 18 years, Dean, that uh, you have been associated with the C12 group, and uh, you are president of Good News Pest Solutions, and uh, welcome. Well, thank you, Ross. It's great to be back with you again, and yes, it's been uh, almost 18 and a half years now that I've been involved with C12. Amazing. Well, it's good to good to have you here, and, and then just before we go to break, I want to uh, tell us what You've seen Christ do in your life recently that's revealed the ongoing work that he's doing in your life, and then we'll get into uh, more of your story. Okay. Uh, just something that happened this morning, hot off the press. Actually, one of my young employees, one of our millennials, huh, we all love them, right? Yeah, right. Absolutely. A <laughs> uh, young guy. Uh, matter of fact, his father is also in C12. 
but he works for me instead of his dad. And uh, just this morning said, you know, I finally made a reconnection with God. I've put that on the shelf too long, and I've had a great week because I've gotten back to my first love, and God's uh, doing some amazing things already just this week. He told me since he recommitted his life to Christ, and I was just so encouraged by that because I I do try to encourage him. I know he's grown up in a Christian home. I know he knows how to walk with Christ, and I know he knows he should be walking closer, right? And so I've been encouraging him as a mentor in his life and as his boss. But the, uh, the message this morning was I've connected again. And I'm wow. glad I'm back on the path. So that was just a great that thing is, that God revealed yeah. this morning. That, was that, really is, that is exciting. And I know that's an intentional on, on your part. We've been talking to Dean Burnside about God's work at Good News Pest Solutions. So let's get right back into it. Dean, you were sharing about one of your young millennials this morning and how that was an encouragement to your heart. And so... What I'd like to do, first of all, is just the setup for this show, um, and we will drill down into more about your pest control business throughout today's ministry and the Marketplace uh, broadcast. But first, give our audience just a broad overview uh, of your business and the, uh, the area that Good News Pest Solutions serves. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was started in 1989 by uh, John Macy. And uh, John invited me in to be a partner with him in 1996, and in 1998 he retired. Uh, we, we closed October 1st, and that month was the very first C12 meeting I went to because I knew I needed help in, uh, in, in knowing not only how to run a business, but certainly how to run it as a ministry. So since then, it's, uh, I've been the sole owner, with, uh, and we serve the Manatee County, Sarasota County, and Charlotte County are our main three areas of service, basically the, the niche on the Gulf Coast between Tampa and Fort Myers, that, that marketplace is where we, we call home, and we do full service. Yeah, and what a, home, yeah, what a home it's been. Yeah, we do uh, pest control service, rodent service, uh, termite work, mosquito, uh, basically a, a full range of what, what's under the pest control umbrella minus uh, lawn care. That's a separate law, uh, separate license and uh, separate business. We do not do fertilization and that kind of stuff. But other than that, if it's a pest, we, we can solve it. I can't... Uh, um tell you how much i appreciate dean you being on the uh on the show um so you've been in for 18 years tell me how you first heard about the c12 group and uh i have to believe you have a a favorite story about uh c12's founder uh, buck jacobs now we're celebrating our our 25th uh, anniversary um so uh let me know if there's a uh, just a, a favorite story that you might have that you'd like to share Okay. Yeah, uh, Martin Newby, who was an original uh, founding member of C12 with when Buck Jacobs started it 25 years ago, uh, attended church together with me, and uh, we had a relationship. And he had already uh, identified me as somebody he would like to mentor. But when I um, bought out John Macy and owned the business myself, he knew that was the right time for him to come in and say, you know, Dean, your business can be a platform for ministry. And I 
kind of had a concept of what that might look like, but I said, well, I need somebody to teach me how, Martin. And he said, well, you need to you need to come with me to C12. So he personally invited me to attend and took me under his wing. And uh, I was in Buck's group, one of the original three groups, which obviously now the ministry's grown tremendously nationwide. But he, uh, one thing about Buck, a story, he was the epitome. He set the bar so high on accountability. If you said you were going to do something, by goodness, you better do it, or he was going to hold your feet to the fire. I think most people about cringed the month that they had to do their core report when Buck started asking some questions. Well, I <laughs> know that Buck's listening it. today, so be careful because That's Buck's going right. to call you. He's going to hold you accountable again. Well, he he knows <laughs> he he knows this about himself. That's for sure. But he never uh, he wasn't one to pull many punches. Uh, somebody somebody said it's sometimes it's not safe to be the C12 group because you're you're intentionally holding yourself out to be held accountable. But uh, he he certainly raised the bar on that. And one of the things that stuck with me about Buck is he always strived to do as many push-ups every day as his age. <laughs> <laughs> so I remembered that and took it as a challenge myself. But I, I know for sure he did it up till he was at least 65. Yeah, well, and I, I don't know if he's still practicing that, but I, I suspect he, he probably is. But for sure, until he was at least 65, he was doing 65 push-ups a day. All right. Well, Buck, uh, when you're listening to the podcast, uh, we want an update if you're still doing that, uh, that regiment uh, of push-ups. <laughs> And uh, we want to pick up because I know that uh, that your day to day business is the um, good news pest solutions, but that's that wasn't your first love and the first way that that God had called you to serve. Tell us a little little bit about that. Uh, well, thanks, Ross. I I grew up in a very musical family. My grandfather used to lead the musical worship in our church. My great grandfather was a church planter before that, and then my dad kind of took over the role when my grandparents became snowbirds and we were in Ohio and so I grew up seeing my family on the stage on the stage at church on the platform uh with a microphone singing and grew up doing that with my brother as well and have led worship in uh several settings even sang in a quartet with my brother and a couple other guys for 10 years and I was uh asked to fill in leading worship at at the church we were attending and really felt like maybe God was calling me to do that full time uh as a vocational ministry uh, but at the time, it was right when I got the opportunity to be a partner in the pest control business, and I went on a retreat to ask God, which is it? You know, am I supposed to lead worship at the church for a paycheck, or am I supposed to run this business as a ministry for a paycheck? And he was very clear. Actually, he told me, Dean, your primary ministry is going to be your business. You will reach more people through your business than you ever will singing in a microphone on a platform. And, and, and was that part of the the, the joining C twelve? Were you, Dean? Were you hearing that message from Buck and the peers around the table as well? Was that kind of was or did you are did you hear that audible voice of of God? I actually heard the, that voice from God before I joined C twelve. It was right in the transition period of when. Uh, when I when I knew that I was all in with the business, that that gave John Macy the impetus to go ahead and retire. I think if I would have told him, "Hey, I'm 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 getting out of this and gonna gonna lead worship at my church," he probably would have kept the business. Okay. So I had had that epiphany prior to joining, but then joining C12 certainly put me on the journey of how to and and kept me focused on on that path. But it was a very clear calling from the Lord that that your full time ministry 
is going to be your business. And the, the music ministry is just a, a gift and a hobby, and use it when I need you, but your business is going to be your full-time ministry. And you've done that for uh, all these many years now. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So describe for our audience your role as the president and CEO, and uh, you're one of those people that describes yourself as the stewards of, a steward of God's business and not the owner. And having been on this uh, journey for 20 years with the C12 group, um, what, what has it been like then to have this C12 advisory board as peers and advisors on this journey mm. with you? Yeah. Well, my main role is the chief ministry officer. That's what I call myself, the CMO, and, uh, and cheerleader. I, I'm, I'm there to cheer on the, the troops. To uh, I'm, I'm kind of the thermostat. You know, I, I set the tone and the temperature in the room, and, uh, and everybody else uh, tries to rise to that. So as a steward, you know, I consider that a very high calling. And and the thing that God says in his parables of the minas and the talents, <clears throat> excuse me, is that he expects a return on his investment uh, in me. Uh, he put me here for a purpose and prepared things in advance for, for me to do. So uh, I consider the steward role uh, as a very high calling because God's expecting a return on that. So Having a peer group of advisors around that C12 table, and um, really, I, I can't put enough value on that. They, they're the probably the most important element of C12 in many in many ways because there are challenges that we all face, and uh, the the classic uh, somebody else has already been there and done that. You know, it might be the first time I've faced an issue with an employee or a policy decision or even a customer situation, and Almost certainly every every time that occurs and you bring it up for counsel, somebody's already experienced that exact same situation. They've already been there. They either made a decision that worked <laughs> or they give you counsel, hey, don't do what I did because that didn't work. Either way, uh, having that counsel of advisors has just really been invaluable, and both from the business standpoint and then, you know, the, the beauty of C12 is there's the spiritual element as well. Absolutely. So yeah. There's things that we go through in our spiritual walk that are also challenges that almost certainly someone else has also been down that path. And, and you can just ask, what, you know, what, what did God tell you when you were going through that? Or which, what, you know, what'd you do? And that, that has helped propel our growth, I think, maybe as much as any, any single element of C12. Well, isn't it interesting, Dane, that that you have these unrelated businesses, and yet you come shoulder to shoulder and with this whole um, biblical biblical principle of iron sharpens iron, and you're there for each other mm. um, because it also goes, as you said, the spiritual element. Mm-hmm. There's also that personal element, speaking into what someone's going through, whether it be their marriage or their their um, their family, right. as well as the business, for sure. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's brought high value. It's, again, for 18-plus years now that I've been around that table, and I've been around a few tables. We've helped start new groups, and, and I've, I've uh, been involved in four different uh, groups over those 18 years, and um, I, I think it's, it's, again, one of the highest, um, values that I receive from C12 is that council of advisors that I trust. These are these are men and women that I I trust. You know, it's not just a uh, 
somebody at the Chamber of Commerce that, that knows a little bit about business. These, these are people that that I have more of an intimacy with than than virtually anyone else. They become my, my 2 a.m. friends, too. The people I would call at 2 in the morning if I was going through the worst crisis in my life, the people around that table are who I would call. Yeah, and the fact is, having spent a little bit of time with it, you have called. The, the, it's not, <laughs> what what might I do? It's You, you have that T-shirt. This may sound like a a self-serving C12 commercial, uh, but what would you say uh, uh, to that man or woman who's in in the car right now? They've been struggling with how to uh, connect that Sunday morning sermon with the Monday morning madness. Mm. Um, And and how would you you talk to them about perhaps, you know, checking C12 out um, Mm -hmm. and and, uh, as a a way to learn how— based on biblical principles, to, to run their businesses for Christ. Well, what really connected with me, Ross, was that, you know, we're not called to be a Christian only on Sunday, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then a business person Monday through Friday. Uh, there's an integrated life that we're called to that's, well, that's one life, because it would be, frankly, hypocritical for me to pretend to be one person on Sunday and then somebody else during the rest of the week. So it just doesn't even make sense to try, to me. Yeah. But but I see people who do, and it, and it just, I don't know, it doesn't make sense. So for me, being a Christian means, you know, living that out loud and being that light in the darkness every day, not not just on the weekend to, to look good in, in the pew. Um, but for, so for me, I would encourage people just to be bold with with who they are and, and not ashamed, to, frankly, to act like Christ and all the time, <laughs> you know, to live it. Yeah, and, yeah. and you do time, that and well. C twelve has helped me help me accomplish. So, if they're driving around in the car and wondering how do you do that, part of it is just being being real yeah. and 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 living consistently all through the week. Well, you talked about the uh, about it would be hypocritical not to do that. Mm. So, I want you to share the story about mm. how your peers around the table called you a, a hypocrite. About the name that you, uh, uh, that because, uh, so tell us the story. Set it up, and t- we've got uh, just a few minutes left before yeah. the break. So tell us the story, uh, because it's, uh, it, it talks about you being real. Well, each month at SC12, one business has the floor for uh, an audit. We call it a core report, and you kind of, you know, give people an update on how, how you doing with this thing called business as ministry. And, and at the same time, I was struggling with a, potential to change our name and one of the guys around the table just looked at me and said dean i've read your mission statement it's decidedly you know christian <laughs> and it sounds to me like you're always giving people good news when you're dealing with a, a termite situation or a pest control solution why aren't you the good news company just like that and i heard why aren't you the good news company? You're yes. always giving people good news. Okay. I said, well, you know what? It might as well have been God's voice through Tony's. But uh, I said, you know what? Right there, I think we're supposed to be the good news company. So we did indeed change our name. Um, and it took about three years to, to keep the branding, but to to transition the name to Good News Pest Solutions. And, boy, as soon as we did... I mean, it, it immediately just begs the question, well, what's the good news? Or why did you change your name to good news? And we've had more opportunities to share God's good news since changing our name to that. Now we just say, well, now our name matches our mission. 
because our mission is to share God's good news while solving pest problems with green solutions. So now our name matches our mission, and and I was called out indeed during that during that core report that month to to uh, speak up for God. If you're gonna if you're gonna share the good news, man, go all out. I think I love the story because you're marketing people on your staff and those, and I don't know if you were outsourcing it back in those days, but they had to be going crazy because <laughs> John Macy had a, a a great brand there in your part of the world, right? Oh yeah, the name you know for over twenty years, and and even because of the department store of that name, there was recognition you know that sure. we weren't part of them, but everybody right. kind of knew that name. You know, it was a common familiar name. But uh, sure, yeah, it was like boy, there's a lot of risk in changing a brand after twenty plus years. Uh, but when we did, I'll tell you, God just opened the floodgates because it it really did match our mission to our name, and and it gave him more more opportunities to open conversations about what that means. And, and you've been deliberate about that ever since. It's been so. Just share with us because we we have less than a minute left before the break. But I want you to share what your mission statement is, and then we'll let that uh, just kind of percolate with our audience, uh, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about it. Share share that with the audience, please. Okay. Yeah, and it's we just say sharing God's good news while solving pest problems with green solutions. Uh, we we chose to use a, a green format of uh, products to be good stewards of the planet that God gave us to to steward and take care of. But the the key word is while. You know, we're sharing God's good news while we solve pest problems. That's what we do. I mean, the first thing that people call us for is to solve a pest problem. They actually invite us in to their home, their living room. We don't we don't have to compel them like a church does or advertise, hey, come to our church instead of that one. Wow. They invite yeah. us in. <laughs> and and then, then you take you take advantage of that opportunity to share with them the, the good news. Okay, so today on Ministry in the Marketplace, we've been talking to Dean Burnside. He calls himself the Chief Ministry Officer of Good News Pest Solutions. And I said it right after tripping over the name, and I had it (laughs) written down two ways. So, Dean, it is, right? I am correct. Good News Pest Solutions. Serving not only Venice, but the entire uh, area um, of of the uh, Gulf Coast there, right? Right. That's correct. Yeah, all the way up to Bradenton. Oh, yeah. We're basically from uh, the Skyway Bridge down to just North Fort Myers area. Yep. All right. Okay, so what I want to do is to, to pick up. You were, you were sharing about your mission statement. Share it with us again, because I want to get right into the nitty-gritty with you, because this isn't just words on the wall for you. Hmm. Th- this, is, this is what it's all about. We're sharing God's good news while solving pest problems with green solutions. So the opportunity to be in someone's home who has a pest problem gives us then the opportunity to listen and hear opportunities to share God's good news while we do that. So unlike a uh, church or even a Christian concert that has to advertise and compel people to come in there, people actually invite us into their home to solve a problem first. And then while we're there, we look for that opportunity to, to listen and care in a, in a godly way. Dean, the, the, the reason that I get so excited about what you're doing intentionally is, is really based on the, the video uh, testimony that you shared in, in our C12 group 
probably three or four years ago when I was just starting as a chairman. And the first time I met you, which was up in Nashville, I remember coming up at the conference and saying, I just wanted to meet you because you, you it, it just made so much sense to me. And so um, would you share that story of that young woman that you were interviewing at the time and uh, share that story, um, how you talk about the company's mission statement and your core values when you're hiring, when you're coaching, and even when you're releasing employees. So would you tell us that story about that young woman again, sure. please? Be glad to, because it's, it's got such a, uh, there's even more to the story to tell. But uh, she was interviewing with us. And we do have our core values in writing on the wall and our mission statement in our conference room where we generally interview people. And I like to ask the question once we've reviewed those, you know, how do you see yourself participating in and fulfilling our mission? How do you, how do you see yourself contributing? And she looked right at me with a curious look, and she said, well, I've never worked for a company that had those kind of values, so I'm not really sure, but... Maybe that's why I'm being compelled to come to work here. Wow, wow. <laughs> and she was not a churchgoer, right, at Correct. the time? not that at all. She, yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Um, and matter of fact, had been through some pretty uh, difficult life circumstances that, that may have made her be more angry at God than love him. <laughs> yeah. So, but she did come aboard. We did make that hire. Uh, because of that opening we had, we, we looked. It certainly appeared she would be open to trying to fulfill our mission. And uh, since that time, has accepted Christ as her Savior and Lord, and uh, is now raising her children in church and to to know the Lord and participating fully in our mission. And we've even promoted her recently into a a leading management role. So uh, she's coming a long way. It's a great story. God's God's made a, a transforming difference in her life. It's it's beautiful. Well. I- Dean, I am so appreciative because I have shared your method of interviewing with with too many people to count, because it, it speaks to your personal commitment to evangelize, but in a very intelligent and and I remember you saying to me, hey, I, I ran this question by our legal people mm-hmm. to make sure that I was wording it properly, and you what you and and I, I wrote it down here again because you said, how could you see yourself? helping us fulfill our mission of good news, pest solutions, right? And, right. And, and, and so you weren't asking her about her faith, and the fact right. was that she didn't have a, a faith walk, a, a Christian faith walk at that time. Correct, yeah. No, it, it's, a, uh, it's a great way to kind of flesh out where people are. Uh, if someone is antagonistic or, or just completely opposed to our values and our mission, then they're going to reveal it in that in that time. So uh, that wouldn't be uh, a good fit or a good hire for us. The other thing we tell them is that we have a corporate chaplain that comes in every every Thursday morning, and we we have this very room that we're in. Uh, the doors open, and there's people gathered around. There might be a Bible open. There might be people with their heads bowed and saying the name Jesus Christ. And other than a swear word. <laughs> in yeah, the workplace, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's completely voluntary. But right? the door will be open, and if if you were walking by the hallway when that was occurring at work, would if you were uncomfortable with that, that would probably not be. This would probably not be a good fit for you. This probably wouldn't be a healthy workplace for you if that caused you tension or or harm in any way. So you just need to know right now that's what we do here. So if you're considering 
coming onto this team, that's what you'll experience. And we just like to be very forward with that so you know what you're getting into if indeed we agree that you're getting into that. And again, if somebody is like, whoa, you do what? No, that would be, you know, ew, I wouldn't, I couldn't do that. You know, it just flushes that out. Or, oh, wow, really? You have a chaplain and I could pray during work hours? Oh, my word, that would be like the best workplace I've ever been to. So just telling them about our culture and who we are and what we do right up front, it really uh, goes a long way toward sorting out who who God's calling next to be on our team. But anyone that's listening, I I think it's really important that that you hear, uh, Dean, where your heart is at. That young woman was not a believer at that time. And and you were hiring. You were never asking her, and uh, if she was a, a, a Christian, right. nor is that or one went of, to church, or went to church, or is, if that that's not even part of your criteria for hiring. Nope. So I want to make that clear to our audience because all you were doing was looking for her heart of being open to the culture of good news, pest solutions. Am I hearing you right? You sure are, Jim. Or Jim, yeah, right. Uh, that's the other guy, Ross. That's, hey, that's hey, I de- you know, Jose is looking at me, going, "Hey, you deserve it because you you were messing up good news pest solutions." When I clearly knew that was uh, the name of the company. Okay, um, yeah, so- that's what we're looking for is just somebody that's open because God gives us some missionaries to help us fulfill our mission, which is always a plus, I would say. But He also has given us a mission field, and some of those are are our employees themselves. And by coming into and living in our culture, working in our culture, we certainly hope that those people will indeed uh, be attracted to and and find Christ, which we have a a great success, many success stories, but one one in particular that we might talk about later. Yeah, that'd be be cool. Um, um, Well, let's let's get into that, because in C12, we talk about being intentional as a as a kingdom business, and 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 the definition that that I use is one that is Christ centered, God honoring. So tell us how you are intentional about your your faith as a Christian leader, and uh, this story that you were just uh, you're introducing us to. Tell us about it. Well, one of the ways we do it is uh, we just. We open every meeting with prayer and a devotion. Um, we, we don't proceed forward with business until we've spent some time honoring the uh, owner of the business, which is our Heavenly Father. So uh, that's one way that we're intentional. And and uh, even we find people who aren't accustomed to praying or are even awkward about, uh, you know, suggesting that we, we would pray or don't know how to posture themselves while praying. They respect the fact that that's what we do here. This is who we are, and we're going to do that. So that that has a has a powerful impact in some people's lives. Some some it's the first time they've ever prayed or heard a prayer. Others are you know much more accustomed, of course. We also we print a uh, good news magazine every year. We uh, have information in there about our services, of course, what we do. Right. Uh, but there's a significant portion in it about who we are, including my personal testimony, including a uh, what I will call uh, something like the four spiritual laws, or a you know a right a version a, of that, right? And a version of introducing someone to Christ if they want to begin a relationship with Him. So we actually present the gospel in a printed magazine that is also our brochure of our services. Um, 
So we we do that very intentionally, and we literally leave that behind at every single inspection we do. We give it to every existing customer, but we also do things like we, we sponsor a uh, a race boat, uh, an offshore race boat, and our name is on the side of the boat and all over the boat. But the as a matter of fact, the boat was on the cover of our last Good News magazine. But we d- during the July Fourth weekend in Sarasota, Florida, there's a massive. It's the biggest uh, event of the year for that. It's like the Daytona 500 of offshore racing. Absolutely. So Been there for the, uh, off of Lido Beach. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. There's a parade with 40,000 people there. Yeah. And we, our boat's going down Main Street in that parade, and we're handing out Good News magazines, you know, right in front of the, uh, you know, the Hooters girls. That's quite a, yeah. to hear the gospel. We're giving out the good news. Wow. Uh, there's a, that's irony right there. Unashamedly. So. Yeah. Very intentional about uh, expressing something that's God honoring, even even sometimes at a, a venue that wouldn't be. Fantastic. And how do you encourage your employees to respectfully share their faith um, with their coworkers and and with those who you've been invited into their home? Mm-hmm. How, how do I mean? Because you're not you're not just uh, being abrasive about it. So you're yeah. you know. Or you wouldn't be invited back. So how? Right. how yeah. How does this work? It, it it really starts with with caring. Number one, mm. we we talk about caring. Go out and care today for somebody, um, so that you listen. That's the other key. Uh, that we listen for an opening. You know, it's the Holy Spirit. That it's His job to attract and and convict men of sin. Um, so. We're not making people <laughs> hear the good news or 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 follow Christ. We're we're merely the messengers. So we train our people to listen very closely for those open doors because uh, somebody might say, "Oh, I can't have my service done on Tuesday at ten o'clock because I've got my chemo treatment that day. Could we do it on Wednesday or Thursday?" And the the reality is that, okay, sure, we can reschedule your service. That's what they're calling for. Sure. But what else did I hear in that? Oh, I heard she's having chemo treatments. Right. Oh, my word, that must be so hard. Uh, may we pray for you? Would, would, would you give us permission yeah. to pray for you? That's the other thing we do. We, we care first, and then we listen, but then we ask permission. We ask permission. Would, we, would, you be, would it be all right if we pray for you? And oh boy, the the response you get to that, Ross, is is uh, nothing short of uh, miraculous sometimes. Uh, and sometimes just something as simple as a smile. Honestly, we we train our people to care through their facial expression. Just offer a smile. Uh, the the world is is uh, pretty harsh out there these days, and uh, there's there's a lot of uh, angst in the air. And sometimes just a smile and a, and a an offer of hope or Absolutely. Something, something encouraging, like, may I pray for you? Uh, so we, we care, we listen, and we ask permission. Yeah, and the, the other word that I wrote down here, because, uh, I heck, I don't know, I'm not sitting out in the uh, in the traffic. Uh, I'm here in the <laughs> studio, and, and Dean, every time I'm with you, Every time I'm writing notes and I'm I'm learning uh, from you because that you said the caring you listen you uh, you ask permission the other word is you're always respectful and so uh, I am uh, I I'm so privileged that you came on and we're gonna we're gonna have one little segment here at the end and I want you to to talk about about our friend Howard uh, who you uh, God gave you a divine appointment with him in a golf cart and I want to have you wrap up with that story. 
And we have been talking to Dean Birdside. I hope that you have enjoyed this as much as I have. It's one of the fastest hours that I've spent uh, with a guest, and, uh, and so I've really appreciated it as I do each and every month. We've been learning how Dean's faith, his personal faith in Jesus Christ, has changed how he lives for others, and he's been doing it for the last 20, de- uh, 20 years, uh, for the last two decades, um, right there at Good News Pest Solutions. All right, so let's get back into it. Um, could you share your website with people so that they could go on uh, on your website, Dean, and could uh, check out the things that you've been talking about here? Sure, it's just our name, www.goodnewspestsolutions.com. Very simple. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Obviously, it was more, it was more difficult for me. I guess, uh, and that's why you called me Jim. And my goodness, why didn't why didn't I talk to Mister Brangenberg uh, and find Ooh. out uh, how you two got together and uh, on that? Okay, hey, so tell me because we just have a few minutes left. But um, you actually introduced my newest C12 member, Howard Bright, uh, president of our local. Uh, anti-pesto bug killers um, here in the Tampa Bay uh, region to to C12. So tell us that story, how God used you to evangelize in the craziest settings right there in a golf cart. (laughs) Well, Howard's a great guy. Uh, I love the name of his company, by the way. Anti-pesto bug killers is is fantastic. But he even does the service at the Trop uh, where the Rays play. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But I met him at a uh, an event that our uh, mutual distributor that we bought most of our products from hosted a golf outing up in uh, up near Augusta, Georgia. Actually, uh, beautiful course, and uh, we traveled together uh, from this area to there and back. And so I got to know him a little bit, and it was apparent to me that he was a, a Christ follower. Uh, I, my ears were open, and I heard enough buzzwords to convict him of being a Christian. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I got to talking to him. And I said, "So, how, what, you know, what does that look like for you in your Monday through Friday nine to five? How do you, how do you live out your faith, or do you, you know, in your business? Uh, um, you know, I'm I'm not quite that overt about it. You know, it's it, I have a faith. It's kind of more private to me than that. You know, I'm, I'm not as out loud about it maybe as you would be. And I said, well, why not? <laughs> I just challenged him, you know. Yeah. And uh, and he was curious. He said, so how, how do you do it anyway? And he yeah. asked me, you know, how do you, do you only hire Christians? And how do you do that if you do? And he started asking enough questions. I said, you know what? There's a there's this great thing called C12 that I've been involved with, and they've really taught me and the group around that table how. And I know there's a great group right in your area up there in the St. Pete uh, Marketplace, and uh, I recommend that you check it out. And so apparently he did. I know he was a little, little. He, he was on the hook, but hard to reel in a bit. But uh, I was thrilled to hear uh, Ross that he, he has joined, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what God will do through anti-pesto bug killers because of it. Yeah, he is he is all in, and uh, and certainly God used you to uh, to be that quiet, small, still voice uh, in his life, and uh, um, that it's uh, it's worked, and uh, and he is now a member of the C12 group uh, here locally, and uh, it's uh, my privilege to be uh, on his journey with him. Dean, thank you again, Dean Burnside. 
Good News Pest Solutions, and uh, what a, an incredible uh, hour this has been. I want you uh, out in the, uh, the traffic of, of Tampa Bay um, to, to join Jim on I Work For Him again next Monday. And um, when you get home today, please take time to go to our website, iworkforhim.com, and please consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Um, I've been, I trust that you've been challenged by Dean Burnside's story today and that you, too, are going to integrate your faith into your specific role, whatever it might be, at work. We like to say that our workplace is our mission field, and the, in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus that your coworkers and your employees may ever meet. So... And uh, as you close out this Friday, head into, uh, we hope, for to your weekend. You've been listening to the I Work For Him programming with your guest host, Ross Harrop. I am a Christ follower. My workplace is my mission field, and I work for him. And the next time we'll be together, Jose, is on March the 7th, that first Friday of the month. What a privilege it's been uh, to be in the studio with all of you today. We look forward to that next time that we're together in ministry.